Welcome to Celebrate Cultivate, a podcast about celebrating the good in life and cultivating more of what we want. I'm your host, Kayleen Seuss. My intention is to offer deep breaths, high vibes, and ideas for appreciating the magic in everyday life. Let's get to it. Hello friends, I'm so happy to be back again with another episode in this season two series of conversations with people I admire and adore. We're talking all about celebrating, cultivating, changing, creating, and of course the magic in everyday life, which is something we all need right now. Today I have with me one of my closest friends, Christy Lepley. Christy and I met way back in 2010 when we both worked for a staffing agency. We bonded over office drama and our shared love for shopping on the weekends. Our friendship definitely deepened when we discovered that we were both into the movie The Secret and making vision boards. Ten years of friendship later, so much has changed and some things are totally the same. We still love talking about our dreams and sparkle lives. So now it mostly happens on Marco Polo. Christy is the first person I go to when I have a new idea or I'm dying to share a story of synchronicity with someone. A little bit more about Christy. She's the founder of Ambitious Soul Co. and the host of Ambitious Soul Podcast, which is currently on hiatus while Christy is on maternity leave after having her second baby boy recently. Christy is a self-proclaimed corporate queen, online entrepreneur, and personal development junkie. Through her coaching, courses, and podcast, she uplifts, empowers, and helps women get clear on the life they are meant to live. I love that Christy is a go-getter who also has a deeply soulful side that always wants the best and highest for everyone. So Christy, welcome to Celebrate Cultivate. Wow. Thank you so much for such an amazing intro. That was fun. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's so true. I feel all of those things for you. And I love how our friendship has kind of grown with us. And now we are both in a place where we are playing on the internet all Mm -hmm. day long and having so much fun and raising our families and that we have so many things to connect on that we could never have imagined 10 years ago. I know. Yeah. And we're both moms of two. Real quick, I just posted on Instagram today um, a quote by Maya Angelou, and it made me think so much of when we would, when we both lived in North Carolina and we would watch Super Soul Sunday of <laughs> Oprah <laughs> and like flip through magazines. I had like this vision come to my mind. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we're recording Killing's podcast today. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Yeah, it's very full circle. And it also makes me think of how you just never know what seeds are planted when and when those things will bloom. Like we talk about this a lot, but so much of our current lives are things that we dreamt of. And it's not to say that we are living like these rainbow butterfly lives all day long, because that's certainly not the case, but it does kind of inspire me to dream bigger now and think about what I want in the future. Yes, because it's all possible. And it, you know, we don't always know like the way, the path or how you're going to get there. But if we were putting ourselves back in those shoes 10 years ago, when you had an apartment in Chapel Hill, 
And we would go shopping and go to lunch at California Pizza Kitchen. And then we would go to your apartment and like, we weren't even married yet. Remember, we would like secretly buy wedding magazines and we would like (laughs) cut up and we were like, we're getting married and we're doing these things. And now it's like all of that life 10 years ago has pretty much came true. And now it's like, well, now what, what's the next thing? And I think we both are evolving so much as mothers and of people that have young businesses as well. And it's just very exciting to look back on the last 10 years and look forward to the next 10 and what we can bring into our lives. Yes. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, in your early twenties, there is this space where it's like the next steps are still sort of laid out for you. You know, it's Mm -hmm. kind of generally clear, especially if you open up a magazine, like what you might want. And we both had somewhat conventional unfoldings and then also some things that were really magical and different and also things that were super hard. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think now in our mid-30s, there's a different phase of like what's next. And so I sort of feel, I feel very inspired by all that you're doing. And I know that that's reciprocal. (laughs) You know, it's like, we kind of like boost each other up and I'm just so grateful for that. Yeah. Even before all COVID started and everyone was working from home, like I have been working from home for a long time now, but we would go to each other since you're in Texas and I'm in Maryland as like online work wives, you know, and bounce ideas off each other. Now, now the rest of the world just caught on to that. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, speaking of that, when it comes to work and I know you're currently on maternity Mm -hmm. leave, but you're still producing work. So when it comes to sitting down to work and kind of switching that mindset on, do you have any rituals and rhythms that you cultivate and that you practice before diving into work mode? Um, Well, for me right now, which again, yes, I have a newborn. So work quote unquote, or work mode is normally at like four or five in the morning. (laughs) That's just really the only time that I have that's to myself where one or both kids are sleeping. And I get most of my ideas early in the morning and I'm normally an early riser anyways. And so really just waking up when I have that feed with the baby. And then when he goes back down for like an hour or two, I'll sneak my computer out make sure the light doesn't wake him back up. And, you know, I, I just get like creative hits. So I have a different way of creating than what I used to do. Um, so I have, you know, different apps that I'm into. I'm really into Canva right now. So I'll kind of just pick up where I left off before and play around with the graphics that I'm making. I'm really into my Yeti uh, coffee mug. It's been life-changing as a mom. So when I work, I always have that on me because it has a lid and it keeps the coffee warm the whole time. I'm not having to re-microwave it. <laughs> yes, that sacred morning time is definitely made more enjoyable with a hot cup of coffee. And I mean, do you find it's inspiring that that's the time of day that you have? Or are you just sort of like going with the flow right now? Both. I think it's inspiring because it's like this quiet time before the sun comes up, before the rest of the world is awake, when you're not even fully awake yet yourself, you know? And you're kind of in that like 
dreamlike state still. Like I normally have the lights very dim because I'll have the baby in the room with me. And yeah, and it, I just find it like very cozy little magical morning time. And that way I feel like I did something for me, you know, because I really enjoy the work that I'm creating right now. And I'm not feeling this ping pong back and forth all day of the kids and not being able to like do anything for myself. Yeah. And as you were saying that ping pong really brought to light an image for me of how when I'm working in the middle of the day and the kids are running around Mm -hmm. and I have Instagram on buzzing, you know, constantly, it's like there is these tugs for my attention in so many different directions, but late at night or early in the morning, things kind of have quieted down and I'm, I'm with you. I'm really prefer a quiet morning time, but I don't always get up for it. So right now you just have that built in alarm clock. Yeah. I really, I don't, I don't even have an alarm clock. (laughs) You know, it's like the baby will wake me when the baby needs to get up. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) What about in your everyday life as a partner and a mother of two now, what are the things that you do to help you stay centered and calm and connected in your everyday life? Well, I know it's crazy because I was just talking to my husband about this recently. And you know, you know, we've both been lifelong yoga practicers, me and you, not me and my husband. But, you know, I haven't been to a yoga class since COVID started. I haven't really worked out at all since um, this all started where I used to work out all the time. And that was like a big release for me. Um, you know, it's something I look forward to and just a sense of calm. So really just being able to walk outside because that's all I can do right now with two little Mm -hmm. ones and everything that's going on. You know, I mean, I don't even think our gyms are still open, but being able to walk outside, it's such nice weather, you know, being fall and everything and just feeling grounding and being able to like smell the air and look at the trees and just get that outside interaction is just so, so important. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, I agree. It's, I do miss going to my classes and like, you know, working out with other people around and stuff, but there is a simplicity to just opening your door and walking out. It's really (laughs) accessible. And like, there isn't a ton of hurdles between there, your door and there to where you're outside. And it's good for the kids too. It is. definitely. it fixes everything. Like, oh, the toddler's having a tantrum. Like, let's go outside, you know, or I'm feeling stressed and flustered. Like, let's just go outside. And then, you know, you get distracted and it's just, yeah. So we at least try and get out for a few minutes every day. Mm-hmm. Are there any other things that you do just for you that are little treats or moments in your day? I'm really into these, <laughs> you said treats, these uh, dark caramel chocolate things from Trader Joe's, which I have to hide because you you know, having toddlers, you have to hide snacks and candy around. So I've been enjoying that at night. And when I do get a chance to take a bath, which has been, you know, far and few between since having the baby, I do enjoy those CPD bath bombs are amazing. Yes. Yes. That is one of your favorite things I know. know. Are there any, (laughs) are there like any rituals or practices you're interested in cultivating or kind of like on the list for when the time is right that you want to dive into or dive back into? Yeah. It's so funny because, you know, we've been talking about making time for our meditation forever and we both like are aware enough to know like that that is so important, but it's the one thing that people are always like, well, I don't have time to sit there and meditate. 
But once you get into that meditation rhythm and you're doing it, you're like, oh my God, like I have to do this. And it's definitely ebbed and flowed for me. And I'm not that into it. I'm not doing it right now. And I would love to do it. I remember when, um, when I did the RTT training and we, or not training, but I had RTT done on me. And then you, you know, you have the recording for 28 days. So that was like my meditation ish homework where I had to listen to this recording for 28 days. And I still would listen to it here or there, but really just, you know, listening to something that isn't more information being thrown at you like podcasts or books, but just something that is super calming to the mind to where you don't have to think about anything, I think is so, so important. And I would really like to get back into that ritual. Yeah, that's true. I, it's really interesting to me. Meditation has come up in almost every single one of these interviews this season. And I think it's interesting because some people bring it up and they say, I, I really should be doing this. And then other people are saying it's a huge part of their everyday practice. And I agree with you doing the recording, the RTT recordings from Rachel. You and I both worked with Rachel, Mm -hmm. who was a guest in the series. Those are a really nice sense of comfort. And I mean, there's nothing saying that you couldn't go back to listening to those. That's the ones that you have. (laughs) Yes, that's true. And I've bought meditation. I bought like the, um, the Gabby's, the super attractor meditation series, which I think was only like $11. It was very affordable. So I have it all on my phone, but it's just, yeah, I don't know why it's so hard to carve out the time to do it. But whenever I do it, I feel so much better. Why do you think it's hard to carve out the time? Do you think it's the amount of time that's hard or do you think it's the actual thing? No, I mean, it's not a long amount of time at all. You know, like some meditations are five minutes long. I think it's the Mm -hmm. mind's chatter of like, I don't have time to slow down. I need to be doing things and that is not Mm -hmm. productive, but it is so productive for like your body and to just kind of like quiet the senses for a little bit. Yeah. Your mind is like this fussy toddler that's Mm -hmm. like, I can't stop. I don't want to stop. Don't make me stop. I'm not going to stop. Don't, 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 don't. And then you're like, okay, fine. I won't make you stop (laughs) because I don't have time for you to fuss about it. But (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And you would probably be more, I I think you are, or, you know, I at least know I am. I'm a lot calmer and more productive when I do it. And so it's like, why do Mm -hmm. I even like let you win that fight mine? Like, why don't I just do it? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been playing around with just setting my my timer on my phone for eight minutes. And oh yeah, how's that working out? I've done it for like three times. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm you know doing this like super consistently, but I did it and I did it again and then I did it again and it has been really nice. I don't. I'm not like doing a guided meditation. I'm not doing anything. There's no rules. It's literally just like Kayleen sit set the timer, let the timer go off. And whatever happens in between, I really don't care. It's really just like a practice that I'm playing with. And it's been nice. I mean, it feels good to slow down. Um, And I think that's why the bath feels good too, because there's only so much that you can do in a bath. And it is like this space where you've set aside time to relax. And if you waste the whole time scrolling Instagram, you'll be like, well, at least I scrolled. I know. I know. And I, I almost even debate like not bringing my phone into the bathroom at all because Mm -hmm. then I end, I find out, I end up scrolling on Instagram and it's like the, my, my mind never had a chance to slow down. 
Yes. Yeah. That happened to me the other day. And I like looked up from my phone and it was pitch black in the bathroom because it was like when Adam was doing bedtime. And so I went in and it was like the sun was setting and there was such a vibe. And then I like got stuck on scrolling and probably sending you a bunch of reels that I found. (laughs) And then I like looked up and the bath was cold and it was dark in there. And I was like, oh, okay, I guess my bath is over. And I still haven't really chilled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this year, 2020 has been really interesting to put it mildly (laughs) for everyone. everyone. (laughs) And I mean, there's so much talk about 2020 sucking and I really don't want to spend any more time talking about it. So I would love to know from you, what's one thing that you want to celebrate about this year? Well, first I'd have to say the new life I brought into this year with (laughs) being pregnant during all of this and having a baby in June and you know, before even COVID started, that was like our big thing this year. It's like, we were having a baby and we actually also are moving. And so we found like our house that we're going to raise the two kids in and we're moving in a few weeks. And so those are two things like coming out of 2020 in my personal life that, you know, I definitely want to celebrate. And professionally, you know, the baby has made me like, I'm on maternity leave right now which really made me reflect on like what I was doing in my business and kind of shift the focus a little bit. And I took a few months off of Instagram where I wasn't really posting much content at all. And now I'm, I can't, when I've been back, you know, I feel like I have a different vibe about it. I'm going about it a different way and I'm really enjoying the content that I've been putting out there. Yeah. Well, that's so much to celebrate. New baby, new home, new direction in business. That's amazing. And so do you think that the new direction in business and kind of having that fresh vibe is from taking a break? Or do you think it's just from having like new perspective, having two kids? Or what do you think it comes from? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it was from taking a break. And I had... I didn't want to take the break. You know, I didn't. I like fought this so hard because I had really good momentum going in my business and I was just in a good groove on Instagram with being very consistent and in stories and everything. And then I had my baby and like, I like can't keep up with all of that and I'm tired. And so I would be scrolling. And then I finally was like, if I can't produce anything, like if I'm not creating content, I'm not going to sit there and like waste my life scrolling, looking at other people's lives when I have a new baby. So I just kind of took it off my phone for a little over a month. And I really felt every time I was going to look at it, I was comparing myself to other people in my industry. And it was making me feel like, what am I going to do? I I felt behind and like, how am I going to catch up? And so I really just didn't even mess with it at all until I got the intuitive hit within me of like, this is what you're supposed to do. And like, this is how you're supposed to come back. And like, this is the direction that you're supposed to go in. And like, it doesn't even feel like work for me. Um, you know, like I'm happy to sit there and play around with what I'm making and the things that I'm doing, Um, even though it's like, like I said, like wee hours in the morning when I could be sleeping, it's just like my creative outlet right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so exciting. Do you think that there's, you mentioned like feeling Mm -hmm. that sense of being behind and like wanting to keep up with everything. Do you think that 
we should be building in breaks for ourselves? Or do you think that there's like how, if it weren't for maternity leave, do you feel like you wouldn't have gotten there? Or do you know what I'm asking? Like, yeah. How do you- and I know you build in breaks. Like you'll be like, I'm taking a social media off in December. And I'm like, oh my gosh, how are you going to do that? Like, <laughs> I have no idea why or how I did that this year. Like that was just like, I don't know. When I was setting my goals, I was just like, I want to take a break. So I, I guess I'm asking you a question that I have an answer to for myself, but I'm just wondering, like, do, do you think that you'll do that again? Or will you just like wait potentially for baby number three or like, how are you going to know when you need a break again? (laughs) Um, I think you, I know now, like when I find myself, when I, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, like by social media and I'm not using it to what it's for. So, you know, what is social media? It's an app. It's like, it's a distribution channel for my business. And you and I go back and forth on this all the time because you're like, Instagram is not our business. You know, my business is coaching and Instagram is a way for me to connect other people and put my business out to the world. The same with you, but Instagram wants us to feel like Instagram is our business, you know, and like Mm -hmm. to keep us on the app and keep us addicted and, you know, all about the likes and like, you know, feeding into that frenzy. And when I find myself like, being very sucked into like that vortex and, and just like scrolling other people's stuff and make, and feeling bad about myself, then I know it's time for me to like take a break. Even if it's just for a day or a week, I'm like, no. And I just take it off my phone. And then when I start to feel creative again of like, this is what I want to say, like, this is what I want to come back with. Then that's when I'll go back. Yeah. And I don't really, I haven't even really put pressure on myself because like there was one point when I was out for like the month and a half or two months, however long it was, where I was like, I don't even know when I would come back to Instagram. Like, how am I going to, how am I going to keep up with all of that and the baby? I, you know, I'm adjusting to being a mom of two now and I'm not working my job. So neither of them are in daycare. You know, they're both home with me. And, um, you know, it, it was just a big a juggling act of like going from a mom of one to a mom of two of a, t- a needy toddler that's in the house all the time that was in childcare. Yeah. So I'm like, how am I going to do all of this and create the content that like I want to be creating for Instagram, um, you know, and for my brand and my business and my website and like everything like that. And it was, I, I was like, until I get there on my own, I don't know when it will happen. And, but when it came to me, I knew I was like, okay, yes, like I feel creative again. Like I want to be doing this. It didn't feel like work. Like I wasn't like grinding it out. Yeah. Yeah. What I'm hearing is a lot of tuning into your intuition and listening and waiting because waiting gets you ready too. like in the resting and taking the break, you weren't so fatigued on social media when you did get those hits. Cause I think those intuitive and creative hits come to all of us. But if you're like bogged down and in comparison trap, then Mm -hmm. those will, they'll feel a lot less sparkly and you'll be like, yeah, yeah, cool. But like, I've got six posts already planned and you just kind of like, ignore them. Whereas like, if you're open and resting and take a break, then it's like, you're so much more available for them. Yeah. Or if you're bogged down by the scrolling, you know, you might have an idea, but then you'll see, well, so-and-so is doing this and it's better than my idea. You know, like you'll automatically go Mm -hmm. into like self-doubt mode because you'll see what other people are doing. And so 
I know it's so important to create before you consume, but what's really been helping me is not creating in the app itself, which is what I was doing prior to going out on maternity leave and, and stuff like that. Like, even if I would make a graphic in Canva, I would still like, um, do the caption in Instagram. And now I don't create an Instagram at all. So I'm doing everything in Google doc plainly in Canva, and I'll even have Finally, post it for me. So I'm really just going in there and doing stories, engaging with people that have left comments. I'm not sitting in the app like trying to make something while I'm seeing what everyone else is making. Mm-hmm. Do you feel a pressure or responsibility to participate and not just be like shouting from the rooftops, but also to be somebody in the community? Yes. And I want to be like the whole reason that I feel, I feel drawn to this space is because like, I want a community of people, um, you know, that I can share ideas with, or like, you know, that I like their stuff and they like what I do or support each other in a way online when you don't have a lot of that in your day-to-day life. And especially now, you know, with COVID and people being so isolated, you know, you don't even get to go to like events or, you know, social gatherings like we used to, to get that from people in your real life. So social media is like the only like way I'm really getting a lot of that connection. Yeah. Which, I mean, that naturally happens with a newborn anyway, but it's like compounded by the fact that like a girlfriend isn't going to come sit on your couch and hold your baby like they might, Mm -hmm. you know, pre-COVID. So that's a really interesting cross-section of what's happening right now. Well, you you recently made a course all about Reels. I did, and my since first we're talking one. about Instagram, <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about it. So what was the inspiration and desire behind that? Um, okay, so this was another thing that happened when I was coming back to social media. Reels was like two weeks old. And I was like, I even think I told you, I was like, oh, what is this? You know, and I was like, Uh, I don't want something new to learn, you know? And I'm like, and it's video. Like, I look like a hot mess. I can't be on video all the time. Like, what is this? And I even think I saw it and I like just shut the app down for another week and was like, I'm not messing with this. And it was when we were on vacation, we went to the beach for a week as a family. And I think we were in the car on the way home and I was like on Instagram because we were in the car and I was like, okay, what are these rules about? And I was like scrolling through some people's and I saw some people's that I thought were funny. You know, I assumed in the beginning, it was just like TikTok. There's like all these dances and I'm like, what's going on here? Like, I don't have time for this. Like, I can't be sucked down another rabbit hole of an app of people dancing. And (laughs) so I never really got into TikTok at all. And I, you know, there was some that were funny to me and I got this hit to make one, make this real. And it probably, it was my first reel and it was to the song and I thought it was pretty funny and it probably took me two minutes to make, like it was very low. I just got the hit and I was like, something in me was like, just do it now. Like, don't make it perfect. Just do it and put it up. And I think it got around like 800 views, which for me was a lot. Um, You know, I know people are popping off getting like 10,000 views and stuff like that, but I was like, Whoa. And to put that into context, I have around 1800 followers like right now. And prior to that reel, you know, I, I, I've gone back and forth between a business account and not. So I've been very aware of my analytics and a a post of mine will get like 200 to 300 views, you know, like 
that's all Instagram showing it to. And then I would, I looked at my IGTVs and I think the most was like 200. And so that right there showed me, I was like, well, there's something to this. If like 800 people or even saw this, like 800 people don't normally get to view my account. And so I was like, mm-hmm. huh? So I re- I sat there and I was like, I'm going to learn this. And I went down a rabbit hole on YouTube and I taught myself reels. <laughs> And I was like, no, if I'm coming back to Instagram, like this is the new thing. Like I should know it in and out. And I did. I watched all these YouTube videos. Like I sat one afternoon and did it. And then I had some ideas for myself. And so I started making them and people started to give me feedback. And we're like, oh, you know, I really like what you're doing. How are you doing this? So then I started to um, just on my highlights, give away like some of the free tips that I had learned. And then I was like, people need to be doing this. Like if you have a business, like you need to do it. I know people don't want to embrace change, especially when like an app rolls out a new feature, but like, this is definitely where it's going and the reach that you're getting, like there is nothing else that you can spend. I know it takes more than 15 seconds to make, but there's no other business task that's 15 seconds. That's going to get you the amount of exposure that a reel is like, there's just not, uh, there's nothing else out there right now like this. And since it's Instagram's like newest feature, you, you know, they're pushing more people to the Explorer page. It's just very good for people that have businesses. So I thought, well, I can compile all the information I have in a course. And I even told you this and you're like, you're crazy to try and make a course right now because (laughs) you're, you're like moving and all this stuff. But I was really craving again, that type that connection and like teaching people what I have learned. And before I went on a maternity leave, I had just finished my, um, master class, which was a three month, uh, coaching program that I did. And I had taught modules within that. And I really enjoyed teaching the modules. And so I knew how to like make it. So anyways, I guess I made my first course and it went, it was live last week. So now we're going to make it evergreen and it's very, very exciting. Yes. And by the time this episode airs, it'll be all set up and ready for anybody to get it who's interested in learning about reels and just kind of demystifying it and having a plan and a program. Because I know that that's something that you're really big on is like, don't open the phone, like you said, don't open the app and just like be like, oh, I'm going to make something because that is one, you won't have like a creative direction and purpose behind it. And two, it's really overwhelming and easy to like get wobbly on. Whereas if you go in with a purpose and a plan, it can be almost more creatively liberating to be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then you can make it really cool and pretty or whatever. And I think it's so funny how, I mean, one of the reasons why you and I can be work wives is we're pretty different. Like you were posting (laughs) reels and I was like, I'm not here for humor. So (laughs) I am so happy that you have funny reels, but I'm never going to make a funny reel. And And that's fine. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what you would tell me. You're like, okay, well then find other people who are making pretty and calming and gentle reels and see what you can get inspired by. So that really helped me. And just knowing that it is a great tool, but again, it isn't the business. Like the reels aren't our business, but it's a great resource. And like you said, it's available now in a way that whenever the new thing comes out, it's just something that is good to check out and see if you can do it in an authentic and aligned way. 
Right. And that is also like what I teach in the workshop that I made is like, if something turns you off, like if you're looking at a reel and you're like, Oh my God, this is so stupid. Like don't make that real. You know, you don't have to follow the herd and like do what everyone else is doing. You should take advantage of a new feature that they rolled out that you could get a lot more exposure to that you would normally get with a grid post. That is what I'm saying. But yeah, I wouldn't do, don't do things that don't feel inauthentic to you. And like, we are so different. Like the reels I make, you would be like, I'm never making that. And I'm like, I think this is hilarious, you know, but we also have different, we have a little overlap, but we have pretty much different markets that, you know, of people that, you know, consume our content as well. Yeah, it's fun because I think that our audiences are complementary, and a lot of people are in our communities. You know, they love both of us, which is yeah. amazing. But also, <laughs> we have we have very different vibes, and it's not that I don't love your reels for you, but I am not going to step up and do something as witty and hilarious as you do because I'm just not I'm just not as cool. Oh. So that's fine. <laughs> but one, I mean, speaking of change, uh-huh. I think it's really interesting that you know, the new feature comes up and immediately your first reaction was like, what? No, I can't handle this. And I had a similar reaction. Actually, what happened for me was I created a reel the first second that it popped up for me. I opened the app and I was like, oh yes, I'm going to make a reel. This is so cool. And I loved it. And then I got this like shame and vulnerability hangover after I put it up and I deleted it later because I was like, who am I to be making this stuff? And what does this even mean? And so, you know, I think that it's interesting the way that we each encounter change and the way that we navigate it. So I'm just curious if you have any advice for someone who feels stuck or fearful when they are encountering change. Like, what do you have to say about that? Well, change is hard for everyone. You know, I mean, us as human beings, we like things that are predictable. We both know like that's your brain's way of keeping you safe. So you're always going to resist change. And I kind of feel like it's the corporate world kind of like beat that out of me a little bit because (laughs) we would always, you know, things change in the corporate world all the time. And it's always like, you got to just suck it up and get over it. So when things change on Instagram, I'm like, well, it's not that big of a deal. Just go with it, you know, and don't resist it so much. But if stuff is coming up for you, um, you know, I would really just kind of, I don't want to say meditate, but like ask yourself those questions. Like, why is this resistance coming up for me? Like, where is this fear actually coming from? Like, like you said, you had a vulnerability hangover, you know, like what, what is it I'm actually afraid of by putting myself out there or creating the thing or doing this? And then once you recognize what it is, you know, it, most of the time it's not that bad. And I would say, as far as embracing change goes, you aren't going to grow if you aren't going to embrace change. And some of the best moments in our life took place because of change. And so it's just a way of life. And yes, it can be uncomfortable at times, but I would really just try and embrace it like as as much you can. And I hate it when people say like, give yourself grace. Cause you know, when you're in like a spiral or you're like, what does that even mean? But give yourself grace with a learning curve. You know, if you're, if you're trying to learn reels, which is like something silly or stupid, or if you're trying to adapt to being a mom of one to a mom of two, like you got to just sit back a little bit and be like, okay, like I'm learning as I go here. And like, I'm not going to be perfect at it overnight. Yeah, absolutely. And change isn't 
change and growth aren't linear. Our minds, first of all, we encounter change and we're like, oh, screw this. And then we're like, okay, fine. You embrace it. And then you're like, I'm going to be perfect at this thing called change. And I'm going to grow perfectly. (laughs) And then you get upset because you're like, oh, so I think that's why you say, you know, give yourself grace because it might be a bumpy, rocky road to learn how to be a mother of two. And hey, it's a constant evolution because as you grow and get firm in your footing, your boys are going to grow too. And something new is going to happen and you'll have to roll with it. And the same thing happens in business too. So I love what you said about just kind of embracing it, but also being like patient and gentle with yourself in the process. Okay, Christy, I have one more question for you. Okay. How does the magic in everyday life show up for you? Well, I would say by like the little things, you know, I mean, right now it's, it's going to sound cheesy, but it's like with the new baby, uh, just, you know, watching him learn and grow, like he just learned how to roll over and like he smiles and he coos and just being like mesmerized by like this little, like we all started here you know, and, and just living with a small baby and watching them learn and grow, you know, it just really puts life in a different perspective for you when you're like, we all started at this place and look at all the stuff that you've learned along the way. And here's this new baby that's like, just learning how to roll over and smile. And it's just so magical for me to like, get to watch that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I mean, you are encapsulating why people say like, enjoy it. It goes by so fast. And obviously you kind of have a bit more awareness to that when it's your second time around, but you really are from what you just described, you really are enjoying it. And that's so beautiful. Thank you. Yes. It does go by so fast. (laughs) The second time around, you're like, okay, you're a sweet little baby and you're going to be like, running down the stairs before I know it. So I'm not going to be bothered by the late nights. I'm going to just embrace it all because it's going to be gone before I know it. Yeah. And I think that goes back to that growth and change because when you have your first baby, a lot of people really struggle with some of the things now that you're finding to be quite precious and Mm -hmm. enjoyable. Totally. It's all about perspective. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Christy, thank you so much for being here and for sharing your magic with us. Thank you for having me. It was so fun. I know. Let us know. How can we find you and connect with you? Yeah. So on Instagram, I'm at ambitioussoul.co. That would be the number one place to connect with me right now. And then my website is at is ambitioussoul.co. If you would not get on my mailing list to get my newsletter, that's on that. And the podcast should be back. I'm not going to put a date on it, but hopefully (laughs) sometime in November is what I'm thinking. Oh, really? That's amazing. Yeah. I'd like to get a few episodes up before the end of the year. So we'll see. Ooh, stay tuned y'all. And thank you again, Christy. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. Visit KayleenElise.com for links and notes from today's episode connect with me on Instagram. I'm at Kayleen Elise. Please share this pod with anyone who could use a little extra magic in their everyday life. Stay tuned for the next episode. I'll talk to you then.